leading a startup team, whether you're delivering a sugar rush, stocking coffee, or getting a regular delivery of snacks, Office Depot has solutions that fit every startup culture, from getting those first business cards in stationery to ordering fleece pullovers with your new logo. To learn how Office Depot and the California Technology Council have partnered to bring you savings on all of these startup essentials and more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash member benefits. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. Bioelectronic therapies are being developed to treat a number of conditions that currently can only be addressed using pharmaceutical interventions. Think, a bioelectronics company, believes its technology that targets the cervical and thoracic spinal nerves to modulate the autonomic nervous system can be used to treat a variety of ailments including mental health, inflammatory disorders, and skin conditions. It points to a growing body of scientific literature that demonstrates the important role the nervous system plays in regulating the body's immune response. We spoke to Think CEO Izzy Goldwasser about the technology, how it works, and why the company's first clinical trial of it will be as a potential treatment for psoriasis. Izzy, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're going to talk about Think bioelectric therapies, and, and whether we're on the cusp of a new era in medicine beyond chemicals and biologics. Let's start with THINK itself, though. What is THINK, and what led to its creation? Well, THINK, as you said, is one of the companies developing bioelectronic uh, therapies, and we got started with really a vision to be able to use the nervous system to help people. And do things chemical-free, do it with 21st century technology, and make it just incredibly convenient for, for you know, really anyone to, to be able to use their own nervous systems for the improvement of their own lives. Now, I, I know many people think of digital health these days and, and the devices that are available, like the Fitbits of the world, but, but you're doing something that I'd argue is quite different. Can you describe the device you've developed it and, and how it works? Certainly. So, as you said, you know, in the world of, of devices and even apps, uh, there's obviously a whole host of, of devices, including Fitbit, that are diagnostic. I mean, that they measure something. They make, they make some kind of measurement, and then they report that back to you. And um, if you look at the world of devices or, or any type of software, it's actually interventional, which means that they actually actively change something. Um, that's a much smaller universe, and that's the world we, we live in. We are actually simulating nerves um, that cause a systemic, you know, change in your body. Uh, this is all your natural mechanism for for lowering stress, anxiety, and lowering the immune response in your body. But we can we can trigger that benefit with a nervous system activation. Um, and the way the system works, it's a very small device. You snap it onto electrodes, place it behind the neck, 
You then, you know, it's paired to your phone, so you have a Think app, and there's a neurostimulation program which you play. So you control the program uh, within a certain range of intensity. You control that as well, and you use it for 15 minutes, and then you stop it and you take it off. So the idea is that you're using your own nervous system through this technology, and you're, again, lowering your stress, your anxiety, and reducing the immune response in your body. And, and when you say 15 minutes, is this done a, once a day, multiple times a day? How often does someone actually use this? It really depends on the severity of the condition or, or situation. But we recommend, you know, for, for even the less severe cases, just daily use. And we certainly see that people who use it four times or more per week, uh, you know, get long-term benefits. Right now you're selling this as a, a, a consumer version for the product for people who want to use it to control stress and anxiety. What What's the thinking that it could provide that type of benefit? What led you to think that this kind of approach would actually have a, a, a benefit on stress and anxiety? Yeah, so we developed it over years for stress and anxiety. That was our first application for consumers. And the reason why we thought that would work is because this is our, the natural way we relax or we uh, stimulate ourselves. Our, our bodies know how to do this. It's called the fight or flight response or the rest and digest mode. It's a very basic part of how we, how we operate as people. And if we can turn those things on, then we are able to, uh, you know, really change our physiology, take it into one direction to rest or digest or in the other direction, have more energy and drive. And so what we do is we focus on the, on the anti-anxiety, anti-stress, uh, effect. And that's really the, 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 you know, the result of all of that is our product that we sell today. And is there any science backing up the, the safety or efficacy of what you're doing at this point? Yes, we, we conducted a stress study, sleep study, published those. We did many internal studies. Uh, and then there's a, a gigantic, uh, you know, just, just a cohort of literature that proves out the safety as well as the efficacy of these kind of techniques um, in the past for different things. But the safety is, is there's nothing actually safer than this. It's a very gentle technology. It feels like a small tingling in the back of your neck. Uh, and it's very targeted. So there are no side effects other than rarely skin irritation. That's about it. And so compared to a, to a drug, um, it's really night and day, and that's why it's such an important frontier. And in terms of this is an electronic pulse that you're, you're emitting with the device, is that correct? It is. It's a sophisticated uh, waveform. It's electrical pulses. And uh, again, they're very small uh, currents, you know, very small power. But they're, they're just because they're just targeting nerves under your skin, and they're signaling those nerves. They're really activating those nerves. So how do you determine the correct wave configuration to get the desired result you want? The way you do this is you first begin with the neuroanatomy of, of the target nerves and nerve you know, tracks you're, you're, you're stimulating. And in our case, um, they sit between C3 and C7 at the base of your neck. And the reason is that there's, a, there's basically two regions we care a lot about. There, there are nerve tracts that, that reach up into the midbrain where um, your stress response and sleep cycles are, are influenced. And then there's the actual um, there's cervical plexuses there as well in this region, which is where you have the sympathetic trunk. So that's where you extend to, um, really to the skin and, and be able to 
control sympathetic level activity, which is, uh, again, important for these states we're talking about. Um, so we have the location, and once you have the location, then you really have to uh, understand how, how to activate nerves. Again, again you, you use a lot of neuroscience to do that. But after that point, you really have to do it empirically. You need to take groups of people and run placebo-controlled studies and then change the parameters and do it again and again and again and, and be able to, um, over time, improve the signal, improve the consistency, the strength of the effect. And that's what we did. It took us two and a half years to really meaningfully uh, create distance between the placebo effect and the actual effect we create. Um, and that, that took, you know, over a thousand programs were written to be able to get to that state. And you're now looking at this device being used to treat a broader set of autoimmune diseases where stress can play a role in activating and worsening flare-ups. The first of these is psoriasis. Why begin with psoriasis? Great question. I mean, our story is actually fascinating. Uh, you know, we, we were 100% focused on the consumer market for lowering stress and anxiety. And by doing that, we learned that, that our best customers were people who had different conditions, actually, were actually patients. And, and some of these patients were afflicted with autoimmune disorders, in particular psoriasis. And the reason we, we paid attention to that, you know, that area, you know, specifically is because we have always looked for some type of visual feedback because a visual feedback is so much cleaner than uh, something that's self-reported like anxiety or stress. And it's really hard to argue with something visual, visually happening and changing. And so we, we dug into that further and then we made a discovery, which is really the, the, the core of why we're now uh, really focused on healthcare. And that is that there's a very strong link between the immune system and the nervous system. And if you can modulate or, you know, influence the nervous system, you can modulate or influence the immune system. And that's exactly what we see with psoriasis, an autoimmune disorder of the skin. And so we ran a pilot, and then we had really striking results showing that we could treat um, psoriasis patients with a bioelectronic technology. Well, the, the pilot you conducted wasn't really powered for uh, an FDA trial, but what what did you show? How, what how was the pilot conducted? Who participated, and and why did yeah, that I give mean, you our, the... our pilot study was a was a proof of principle study, really, to get a signal to see if we have we have a real um, you know something really interesting and with a lot of potential. So what we did is we recruited just about thirty patients. Uh, about just under 20 of them were in the treatment group and, and 10 of them were in the uh, control group. And the people in the treatment group, these are, these are psoriasis sufferers um, from mild to, to severe and, and um, you know, in, the, in, in terms of type of patient. And the same, same thing in the control group. Uh, but the ones in the treatment group, of course, got the active treatment, which is the real program. And the ones in the placebo group uh, had an active placebo, which means they had the same system, they had a fake program, and the program would intermittently turn on and give them a give give the subjects a feeling that something was happening behind their neck. And so they, they every one of these uh, patients they used this this system uh, for one month daily for um, ten to at least ten minutes per day. And we then uh, you know asked them on a weekly basis to report on a number of things, uh, including you know the percent improvement in their psoriasis in terms of their 
their their plaques and redness, uh, also their itching itch level, their anxiety and stress. And we also asked them to send photographs back on a weekly basis. And so we did this, and after four weeks, uh, we released the results that we had more than 80% of the treatment group report a 50% improvement or better in their psoriasis versus a 20% um, of the control group who did the same thing. And then we, we very impressively also showed that a third of the treatment group got 75% or better in four weeks, and no one in the control group reported that type of benefit or improvement. And, and these kind of results after four weeks are very comparable to the best therapies in psoriasis. Uh, which are, which are, of course, drugs, uh, systemic therapy, so orals or biologics. Well, from a, a regulatory point of view, what is the path forward? How does the FDA view this type of device, and what will you need to do to win an approval for psoriasis or, or other indications like that? For the FDA, we have to you know, follow the, the regulatory path for a medical device. In this case, it's a 510K Class two. Um, device and in the process. And what we intend to do is, uh, you know, really work with the FDA to define the, 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 the exact clinical study um, or clinical studies required to submit for approval. And then we would go through a process to, to gain approval. And we think that that whole process would take about two to two and a half years. And, and where are you in terms of the effort to actually conducting a, a clinical trial? We are uh, really almost ready to go. Um, get based on the pilot data, we are raising a Series A financing, and we are uh, we have already defined the clinical study, the proof of concept study with uh, UCSF, so UC San Francisco. There's a leading uh, clinic for psoriasis run by Dr. John Koo, and Dr. Koo is going to lead the, the study. And what's the expectation, if you're successful, how this device would be marketed and sold? Would it be sold outright? Would it be used on a subscription basis? That, you know, I, I, I think the vision is, uh, is actually quite straightforward. Uh, you still, of course, if you have psoriasis, you would go to your dermatologist, and your dermatologist would have, uh, you know, a whole set of, of treatments available, and this would be one of the options. And this is a great option for someone who's a moderate sufferer who really uh, needs help especially doesn't, you know, want something very safe to manage a disease, doesn't want to be in a lifelong program that's based on using injectables or biologics, you know, biologics or oral drugs for the rest of the, their, their life. So it's really about having the doctor prescribe it. The doctor would then, um, or his or her assistant would basically configure and deploy the system for the patient there in the office, and then the patient takes it home and uses it. And how is the device that you're taking into the clinic or that you expect to eventually get approved, how, how does that differ than what you're making available to the consumer market today on your website? It's different, uh, and it will, it will be different. As, as Actually, the way it's worn will be different. Uh, the programs themselves will be different. Uh, the interface in terms of how people uh, interact and what they can do in the app will be different. So the core technology re remains the same, but the, the, the actual therapy is going to be actually, uh, you know, significantly different when you actually experience it. When you go to uh, investors, people who've been living in the the realm of biologics and small molecule drugs for for all these years, 
do they take you seriously? Do they see this as a, a big potential in bioelectric medicine? Uh, are, are investors embracing the thought? Well, certainly the ones I'm speaking to are certainly interested. Bioelectronics as a whole is, is gaining more momentum. It is definitely, though, very early in the life of this this uh, frontier. And it is different. You know, it is so different. It's a different approach from anything that healthcare investors typically back that it does take, um, you know, effort on our part, of course, on other companies that are doing really well, uh, Galvani Bioelectronics, Setpoint Medical, and there are other companies that are pursuing different approaches within bioelectronics. And, and as these companies succeed, as we succeed, we're going to see really the momentum build and the recognition that this is an entirely new category. And that we will be treating diseases that, you know, we're really thought of, thought of to be out of reach by, by neurostimulation are going to be within reach. And autoimmune disorders are going to be within reach. And that's, that's really, uh, amazing for patients, uh, with, with lifelong conditions that, that have no cure because you really want a way to use your own body to manage a disease rather than to have to take injections or ingest a drug for your entire life. I, I think that's just, I think I can't emphasize how important that is and to, have, and to do it in a way where there, there are no side effects. Um, I think that is the key to bioelectronics is simply the safest approach you can imagine for an interventional therapy. Issy Goldwasser, CEO of Think. Issy, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, and I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send an email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.